I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I love the Rams. The Ram, you're part of the Ramley. I'm part of the Ramley. Section six. Section six, which is a per, actually section eight, technically, right? That would have been the appropriate. Section uh, eight probably would have been appropriate, <laughs> that's, but that's section six belong, are, yeah. are better seats. Pretty good. Um, and I was at the Super Bowl and uh, had a long hangover that uh, that came with that. Jeff Katz is in for John, and joining us uh, right now is the executive vice vice president of football operations and chief operating officer of the Rams, Kevin Demoff. Hey, Kevin, how are you, man? I'm good, but I, I want to know, what do you take to cure a Super Bowl hangover? You know, it has just taken time, man. <laughs> it has <laughs> taken some time. How about for you? I, I, you know, I think for, for everybody here, it, it takes some time. But getting into the 2019 season, be it for agency and the excitement around getting Eric Weidel, getting Dante Fowler back, starting season ticket push, and really getting back into the rhythm of the off season has been exactly what we needed. A ton of energy and excitement around our building and ready to go defend our NFC crown. Uh, let me ask you about uh, sort of this is this has been a gigantic story and a gigantic mystery um, is Todd Gurley and his knee. Uh, what's the status of his knee? I, I guess the big question is: Is there arthritis there? You know, I think the status around his knee is the mystery. I think is the fact that everybody says, "Well, what's wrong?" You had a player who had an injury, uh, was dealing with some inflammation towards the end of the season, sat out a couple of weeks, turned into a month, given that we had the bye. You know, but then, you know, I think when you come back, Steve, he, in practice against the Cowboys, he was our fastest player in our GPS machines, right? So, yep. and then you get into some games, played well against the Cowboys, again, the Saints and Patriots game, we just had strange offensive flow. And so I think when you get into, you know, Sean said on Tuesday, wear and tear, inflammation, he's led the league and carries yards and touchdowns the last two years when you factor in receptions. And I think it's, that is, it's solely wear and tear. You get him into a full off season, get him back to rehabbing, and I think we expect to have the Todd Gurley you know, back and making a difference in our offense. But, I, you know, really when you get down to it, as as I told someone the other day, and, and Les explained this uh, someone as well, if a holding call in the Super Bowl does not get called. Todd Gurley rips off a 15-yard run. We have the ball on the Patriots' side of the field. He may be Super Bowl MVP if we continue that drive and win the game. Yeah. So, you know, I think at some point you have to look at the narrative is great that there's something drastically wrong, but – you know, just because we didn't have our best offensive game in the Super Bowl doesn't mean that Todd Gurley's never going to play again. Uh, Kevin, there's no question. The perception of the organization across the league has changed fundamentally from when you guys first arrived in L.A. to the point now that you have multiple teams sort of trying to rip off your model. They all want the next young coach. I wonder, is there any sort of institutional pressure or thought process to even try to vary things up a little bit to stay ahead of all these people nipping at your heels? Well, look, I think the goal is to continue to, you know, one of the things we talked about this offseason, you want to be a team that wins your division and gets a, gets a bye, because I think all of us and our fans saw, and Steve was the game, when you get a bye, it makes your postseason so much easier. You have one game to win at home uh, to get to the NFC Championship, and then you've got one game to play to get to the Super Bowl. And so I think for us, it's always about innovation. I think the great thing about having a Sean McVay, who's always tinkering with his team, I remember this time a year ago, was people were going to figure out Sean McVay's offense. And it's going to be a one-year wonder, and certainly come back. And I think we're number two in the league, you know, in points again. Uh, you know, less Sean, you know, Tony Pastors who oversees our, our salary cap and, and football administration. They're always trying to figure out ways to stay ahead of the curve. And I don't think we figured anything else out yet. I mean, we've had two good seasons, you know, back to back. But I think it comes with innovation. And you know, I'm really proud when you look back the last two years under Sean. We've led the league in regular season wins, tied with the Patriots and Saints. We leave the league in points scored and points differential. But 
you know, those years are behind us, and we have to go figure out a way to do that all again in 2019. Uh, you're listening to KSPN Los Angeles. Kevin Demoff, uh, Executive Vice President of Football Operations, Chief Operating Officer of the Rams is with us, Mason in Ireland, ESPN LA. Uh, so uh, according to multiple people that I trust uh, on Twitter, uh, <laughs> you guys have about uh, 8 to $9 million left in salary cap space. Can you give us an idea of what uh, what the organization's priorities are? Well, I, I haven't read Twitter to see where we're at on the cap. Tony did show me a sheet this morning that said we had about $9.3 million when you factor in draft picks and, and RFA tenders. So we have about $9 million, which is plenty of money to go shopping in this kind of phase of free agency. It's amazing. We're only 48 hours in, and you're almost to phase two. And you know, by this weekend, you'll really be into you know phase three and four, and when the values start to to align, and I think we've done really well in those phases. And you look at the past few years, whether it's a Cal Roby Coleman, you know, a John Sullivan, you know, even this year, Rameek Wilson comes in late and contributes and makes a key play against Green Bay. This is where I think your personnel staff really can, can make a difference. Uh, so there are a bunch of guys we have on our radar to go look and, and fill out the team, but I think, you know, when we looked at the roster of the day, Sean kind of looked at the starting 22 in the team, and he says, I think this is absolutely a team we can go defend, you know, certainly our NFC West title with, and we still have the draft and, and trades, and I think that's the one thing I don't think anybody has copied our model, nor do I think we have one that is on its own. But I think the one thing Sean and Les and Tony have proven is that they'll go through any avenue to find a player, whether it's a trade, whether it's late in free agency, whether it's a big signing, you know, whether it's getting into training camp and finding guys, whether it's finding C.J. Anderson in December, right? The, the building your 53-man roster is never over, and I know for fans, it, you know, you always want it done by, by March. But I think, you know, our attention between the draft and free agency is, you're trying to get that depth up. We feel pretty good about our starting unit, but you're always trying to tinker with that depth to get better. Uh, Kevin, I'm curious, what you, uh, you, what's the most noticeable or palpable uh, thing that you've seen in terms of the connection to the fan base, even coming off of a Super Bowl loss? You have had a level of success in just a few years in this market that I don't think anybody could have predicted when you've come. Do you get the sense now that this is fully, it's a Rams town, and that at the bottom line everywhere, uh, the connection has been fully made? I don't know that the connection is ever fully made. I think you go through every year where you're trying to reestablish the connection and make it even stronger. I think that's true for us. I think it's probably true for the Lakers and Dodgers and, and every other team you know, in town. You're always trying to strengthen that connection. You can never think you're done. And you know, I think this past year certainly went a long way after, after 2017. But you know, the, the key moment for us this year, and I would even stack it up against Super Bowl, the game against the Chiefs uh, was such an amazing moment oh, for our yeah. franchise, our so fans, incredible. the city. And I would argue for our fan base and even locally, that game was more important than the Super Bowl run just because of, of what it meant emotionally to honor the first responders and to have five days sell at the Coliseum and get 77,000 people into that building. The Super Bowl run was fantastic, but I think that emotional connection uh, really was solidified with the Chiefs. And for, the game was so, so unbelievable. And in L.A., you know, I've always believed this going up here, coming back, is it is a big event city. And truly, that is what people come out for, you know, night in, night out. It's a big event city. And so this year, when you look at, hey, we play four teams, one to the playoffs, we're going to have primetime games, those are your opportunities to solidify the fan base. And then I, I think, you know, what people still discount because they, I don't think anybody has any real idea what it is. And that new stadium that's coming online in 16 months is going to be a game changer, you know, for Rams fans and the entire NFL and, quite frankly, the sporting universe. So. You know, for us, the work each day is about connecting with the fans. You're never at the point where you feel like we've gotten it done. You know, every day you have to make it stronger and build, and there's 
a kid being born somewhere today in the Inland Empire who needs to become a Rams fan, and that's always the way we look at it. Um, all right, so season tickets uh, go on sale today. Renewals go on sale. Um, I, I will do that before the day is up, Kevin, as a season ticket holder. Uh, tell me about the benefits. Tell everybody about the benefits of being a Rams season ticket holder. Well, I think good. You know, I heard the debate between Section Six and Section Eight. I have not figured out the new Coliseum map, but it's some other funky number that that I, I don't know the answer. But I think the big, the biggest thing we're excited about is finally getting to a renovated Coliseum this year. So, better seats throughout the building, not just the ones we replaced last year, but everybody will have new seats. Wi-Fi, better concessions, better restrooms. You know, an improved experience. We have the new scholarship tower for those who want to do that. But I think really for our fans, you know, the noticeable thing that comes with it, and I love being able to say this, is one of the best benefits for season ticket holders is season ticket pricing for playoffs. And I think you saw that for the Dallas game, which wound up being the hottest ticket in the NFL in the last five years in the playoffs. You know, having the ability to secure your seats in the playoffs for for that amount of dollars is something that we think our fans can now look at and say, okay, that's a reasonable chance the team may host a playoff game. Whether it's getting to go to extra events, getting, you know, making sure our season ticket pay, holders always pay the lowest price, whether it's going to the draft day parties or the, you know, the training camp day, which was so much fun this year for our season ticket holders at Irvine. I think all of those benefits really add up and make people feel valued. And I think it gets back to Jeff's question of how do you build that connection. It's making a stronger connection with our season ticket holders every day and our, and our other fans. And I think this year, you know, one of the things we've done, we've taken away a preseason game. And, and you know, there are probably a few diehards who, who will miss that, but for everybody else to pay less, for your tickets than you did a year ago because the game is going to Hawaii, I think is a great thing. Yeah, the game is going to Hawaii. I'm actually really excited. I'm going to Hawaii for that game, man. Then it may not cost you less. For this. <laughs> That's, true. To, That's true. To a preseason game, unless you can you know, convince those bosses that BIDSPN 710 that you need to come with the team for a few days and and broadcast remotely, and then we'll sneak you on the plane. Seems really important that, that I do that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the one thing I always say to people, because people ask me, you're a season ticket holder, you must be a high roller. And the truth is, there are a lot of different price points on uh, on season tickets. It's like, you can buy really great season, but it's you can buy season tickets if you're just, if you're a Rams fan and you're out there and you think it's too expensive, you can buy season tickets. But season tickets start at $350 for the whole season, and really... I mean, they, they top out our highest price season ticket, I think, is $1,900. So, you know, we're still among you know, the league average to slightly, you know, around that number for season tickets. So it is not expensive. And, you know, quite frankly, that number will not bump up a ton when you go to Inglewood. You have the seat license to purchase and, and to add on top at the beginning. But our goal is to make sure season tickets are affordable. And, you know, one of the things that was important to us this year in the final year of the Coliseum was really not to raise, you know, those prices on a per-game basis. We reallocated some things given – you know, the missing game, we have one game in London, one game in Hawaii, but everybody in the building will pay with the exception of one, one group of the benches in the end zone that now has regular seats. Everybody else will pay less for their season tickets this year than they did a year ago. And so I think, you know, I still hope that we're a great value for people, you know, to come and get a chance and explore the game. And whether it's, you know, sitting $60, $80, 100 a game, I think when you look at the experiences we had last year, whether it was the Minnesota game, which was an unbelievable primetime experience, followed up Green Bay, when you look at Kansas City, Philadelphia, I thought our tickets were a great value last year and returned exactly what people expected going, you know, 8-1 and one at home, including the playoffs, and we have to go do that again. 
uh, you know, Kevin, one of the benefits that actually raised my eyebrow when I saw it, and I know it's happening league-wide, is the idea that as a season ticket holder, you'll get free NFL Red Zone on your phone. And I'm curious sort of about the impact of Red Zone league-wide uh, when it comes to getting people into the stadium, because I just know myself as a transplant fan, like I live on that thing, uh, and sort of the debate that went into factoring it into allowing people to use it, get it as part of being a season ticket holder, because I think it's very smart. Well, I think it's one of those things. You want people to be able to see Red Zone, and I, I particularly love watching Red Zone. It's not just because Andrew Siciliano is the preseason voice of the Rams and, yeah. you know, and a loyal season ticket holder, so we, we always thank him for, for that. But I, Red Zone is such an amazing product, project, product, and when you're out, you know, whether you're taking kids to karate in the morning uh, like I do on the bye weekend and, and therefore you're watching on your phone, you know, you want people to be able to follow the action all across the league. And so I think it's one of those things that you try to get as many benefits to season ticket holders as you can. And people who may not be season ticket holders may already have reds on that, maybe the way they watch the games and, and enjoy it. But I also think one of the important things, and I truly believe this about Los Angeles as a city, is you know, it's still a city of transplants. You About half the people were born here, half weren't. You know, and just because you, you moved here and you're a, a Pittsburgh Steelers fan doesn't mean you're automatically a Rams fan. We're trying to get you to be that the NFC team, but you may still want to follow the Steelers while you're on the way to our game. Or, you know, one of the things I love about playing on the West Coast is, you know, there's always an early game. So if you're a fan, you want to come tailgate, you want to come down to the stadium on the Metro, and you want to watch, you know, the highlights from your team that you grew up with on the East Coast, that's great. We don't want to take that away from you. We want to make sure that it's easier. And I think it's important across the league, but it's especially important, you know, for those fans in L.A. who, who are still getting used to the live NFL experience. Uh, I'm getting a few questions uh, on, on Twitter. One of them is, uh, what are we doing with C.J. Anderson? Is he still in play for this team this year? Absolutely. And I think when you look at what C.J. did coming in at the end of the year and really contributing, you know, I think our goal with C.J., and I think Les and Sean said this was always go, see what the market looks like, if there's a chance that at the end of the year you played yourself into a starting role and value somewhere else, that's great. If not, let's certainly see and explore those options. We're fortunate enough to have Malcolm Brown coming back you know, as well on on the RFA tender. So so I think that is absolutely in play. All right. Uh, hey, Kevin, thank you very much for coming did, on. Did we appreciate it. On Twitter? Or say on say Twitter. that one more time. <laughs> Did, did they update the salary cap on Twitter? <laughs> uh, they've got you. Somebody's got you at eight six, and somebody's got you at nine three. Sounds like nine three is the right number. It's good to see my burner account is working. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Borrow one of Durant's. Hey, uh, Kevin, thank you very much for coming on, man. We appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. All thank right, you. cool.